1: Learn more at marines.com. Hello, and welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leaves Up podcast. I'm Paul, and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello, Paul. You're right. I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. Uh, we've moved on from Sunday, haven't we? Hopefully, mate. Well, today we're going to be discussing our home fixture with Brighton and Hove Albion. Coming up, we'll discuss our head-to-head record, the team lineup, and the thoughts, give our predictions for the game. Then, as always, we'll dip back in the second half and have a bit of a chat and take it all to pieces. So, our head-to-head record versus Brighton, we've won 18 times, drawn 11 and lost 16. Actually, I think we've lost seven out of the last nine or something disgusting. But the last time we played in March 2017, we won 2-0 with a Chris Wood double. Uh, We were fourth that day, they were second. And still in our squad from that day, uh, Liam Cooper, Pablo and Stuart Dallas. Berardi was in the squad as well. Their squad, they had Lewis Dunk, I think the rest of them, Liam Rossini is now uh, the assistant manager at Derby or something along those lines. But they actually had a young Ben White on the bench, I discovered today. Really, did they? Yeah, I, which I had no clue of. Also, they had that uh, Tamari playing for them at centre-back in their promotion squad. Didn't realise that either. So, uh, I thought he just had that boss season at Derby and then became the next best thing and whatever. But, you know...
0: Shall we address all the leads, that permutations that today's game throws at us?
1: Yes, there have been several. Thanks to Joe Wayman on Twitter for pointing out that Brighton haven't won for nine games in the league.
0: Uh, also, uh, they've not not—they've never won a game in January in the Premier League.
1: And they've never beaten us in the top flight. So it's set up for an almighty stinker. And what's it? just happened? What's the information we've just received? I think the one that you're going off is that uh, our regular goalkeeper... It, well, this is the message he's put out. Sorry to miss today's Behind You All The Way boys. Thank you to the fans for all the support. I'm recovering well. Please stay safe. See you soon. Apparently, uh, he's got the virus. So uh, all the best to Elan and hope you recover as quickly as possible. It's um, it's no joke, this this virus, is it?
0: No, but what is a joke is the fact that he's not playing and Kiko's in.
1: I think it'd be more of a joke if we were playing uh, someone who'd never played top flight football before. Um, uh, I don't know. You do know. You do know. There's a furore around Kiko Casilla and it wasn't helped by what happened last week. And People have picked sides, and that's fine. I I personally don't think it's for us to judge. If we're just judging him on his goalkeeping ability, I think you've got to say he surely has the experience. And as Marcelo said quite at length during the week, that people are entitled to make up their opinion. But they're behind him. He's an important part of the squad to them. It's his
0: confidence. I just think his confidence is going to be shot. And I really, really hope that I'm wrong, and I, I just really don't want to be talking about him after the game because you know anyone who plays in that Leeds United shirt is going to get my backing hundred percent whenever they go onto the pitch. But it does put the nerves straight up, you don't it?
1: Um, it does, but I do. I do think he was a critical part of our promotion-winning team up until the point in which he was suspended. If you compare it, he he made less critical errors than uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell did the year before, so. Either which way. It's it's a huge debate and people are all entitled to their opinions, obviously. It's 2021. We were told by Jake Humphreys when we played uh, Spurs, you just got to respect people's opinions. But, you know, at the end of the day, managers backing him, he's starting and hopefully it won't be something that we're having to discuss afterwards. Because he probably, like we said last week, it's his confidence. He's drinking in the last chance saloon with the fans. It doesn't appear to be that way with the manager he's part of the plans.
0: Uh, I don't know if it's that way with players, though. That's the worry in it. We'll see today you, how,
1: it, how it pans out. Are you sure? Are you, like, because that's. I mean, that I believe Marcel would be also, I like.
0: Yeah, I, but I, 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 think he, I think we'll see today if the players are passing to him and feeling confident. It's very different when you're out there on the pitch, isn't it? He might be the best keeper in the world in training, but his confidence could be shot when he actually gets to a, a game environment. So,
1: but it's the same with all players, and all, especially all confidence players. How do you ever get, regain your confidence? It's only by getting into that. Like, how long has he been out? He's been out nearly a year, other than the odd cup appearance. So, what do you do to restore someone's confidence in what they do? You don't. They've got to do it. They've got to play. It's the only way that. That that'll build the confidence. You've
0: won the round, league. Come on, Kiko. You can do it, mate.
1: Other than that, the lineup is probably as people would have expected. It's Dallas Alyoski, Ailing, and Cooper at the back, with Strike in front of them. Rafinha, Rodrigo, and Jack Harrison, and Quick with Patrick Bamford up front. So we've restored the players who who had to be rested last week. It's probably uh, as strong of a team as we can field at the moment. Fully agree with that.
0: It, it's as strong as we can be at the moment. The only obvious changes that you would make would be you wouldn't have Phillips being suspended and you wouldn't have Elan Melier having the old COVID, would you? Other than that, as you say, it's it's as strong as we can be at the moment in time.
1: Do you think this would be the kind of game where if we were going into the ground that we'd be uh, chanting free Ben White? Or uh, have, you, have you moved on from Ben White, does it not? Don't bother you anymore.
0: Uh, No, I'd love Ben White back here. I think he's awesome and was brilliant last season. And I think he's going to go on to do massive, massive things in the game. I hope at some point we can get them. Hopefully Brighton go down, we can nab him. But I think a lot of people will be looking at him now from his time at Leeds. I think they are at Liverpool looking at him and all that kind of stuff. But if he comes to Leeds, he's loved and he knows he's going to get a chance, doesn't he? Um, Definitely. But do you know what? Again, having said that, I've, I've been all over Cox since he's been here. I think he's been brilliant. Well,
1: yeah, I was do, did a little guest spot on a Brighton YouTube uh, channel the other night and the lad was asking me about is there a correlation between how poor Leeds have been defensively and um, not having Ben White this season? And it's just that that's the angle that you would have portrayed by the media.
0: We're so poor in defence that we're uh, five spaces above them in the league, aren't we? I know we've conceded a few more goals than them, but they're not exactly flipping tight at the back. I think they've only conceded four less. Today right. we, could be le-
1: we could be level pegging with them. Well, their goal difference is minus eight, so it. Uh, I, I don't think I don't want to curse anything at all in any way, shape, or form. So I'm just going to leave it at, at that, really, because uh, they've they're starting with Mopé and Trossard up front with McAllister in just behind them. and he looked a handful. I watched the game the other night against Badchester City, and they're playing a very similar kind of. I think a few of their players have come back in that. I don't know if it's fair to say rested against Manchester City, but they knew that they'd have to have a slight rotation for um, for today. But, you know, they've got Duncan and, and uh, Ben White starting who played. And Ben White played, as I said, 107 minutes on uh, Sunday night. Um, some of our players haven't played for, for, well, two weeks. So, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be an interesting game.
0: Because up- they're massive, aren't they?
1: Yeah, that's it. And that was one of the things I highlighted. They said to me, who am I scared of in the uh, Brighton team? And I was like, well, I'm scared of of anybody in a Sunday afternoon pub team who's six foot five, six foot six. And, uh, you know, I do think, again, that's a bit of a confidence thing and it's also a bit of a regular consistency partnership thing. And, these are players who have played together a lot of times before at the at, at the back today. Other than obviously the protection in front of them with strike, but he got that chance in the first half last week to to be on the pitch and be told and marshaled by Calvin Phillips. And uh, I could see the logic behind it. It just went to pot in the second half. I had a little look on the opposition forums. All I could pick out was someone saying I'm very nervous about this game. Win comfortably. Slash get a thrashing. Thrashing can't see a draw, and yeah, that I mean they're low on confidence. The fans at at Brighton, but it's so unpredictable. They actually the interesting thread I saw on their forum was uh, it was a poll about whether you would rather be entertained and get relegated, so play entertaining football and get relegated, or not enjoy it at all but stay in the top flight. And then I think there was a third option of. I'm just in it for a social with my mates on a Saturday and I'm desperately missing that and uh, don't really care. If so hopefully we'll still be in the top flight by the time we get around to uh, being allowed to go back, which is a long-winded version of essentially how I feel. How about you?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I just really don't like Brighton. The whole Ben White saga over the summer didn't sit nicely with me. I think I have, this can bite me in the backside, but I think the manager's a bit of a myth. Everyone's saying there's pot ball and all this and what's he actually really done? I think the managers before him were doing a better job than him. Wasn't he at Swansea for a bit and couldn't do anything there?
1: Uh, yeah, they, they took him from Swansea, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I'm yet to be overly impressed by him. Look, they might get the better of us today. I really hope they don't, but I don't see him, uh, see him pulling too many trees up.
1: Well, the referee for today thanks is always to our friend El Loco Joe on Twitter. Love you. It is Kevin Friend. Uh, friend. His, his last game in charge was the Chelsea away loss in December. Before that, a pressing away draw in October 2019. And the VAR is Craig Pawson. So, no, no massive I, thoughts on the ref.
0: Well, apart from he seems to be a bit of a Leeds fan because he's always on VAR for us, isn't he? Must be watching us uh, all
1: yeah. the time. Yeah, th- th- I mean, they... The way the games are staggered and things across various days, these these refs must be getting must be getting more games in various capacities. You would have thought at the moment they must have busy lives if they've got a Monday to Friday on the Zoom calls and then they've got a one game on one day and one day they're on the VAR another one. Woof!
0: Do not get paid full time for being a ref.
1: Are they? They probably are in that top one. What do they Let's do see. Monday to Friday then? Learn how to blow a whistle. Referee training. Yeah. Sitting on a Zoom call, whistling at each other.
0: Yeah, getting your cards out.
1: Drawing yeah. lines, drawing lines on PowerPoints and seeing whether or not limbs are ever so slightly in front of it. Oh, what
0: world are we in at the minute? Anyway. It's,
1: it's a bonkers world, isn't it? It's a bonkers world where, where there's still footy on the telly at the moment. So there's a game to be predicted here, Andy. And how do you see it going today?
0: My, my game prediction has slightly changed. I was very confident before... I saw um, Melier was missing, uh, and I just hope that I'm proven wrong. So I'm going to stick with the original idea and I'm going to go 3 1 leads. I, I, I think we'll do well today. I think we'll bounce back and go at them. I think we are going to miss Calvin, and we're desperately going to miss Melier. My word was going to be White, but it's changed now because I think it also depends on what kind of game Ben White has. Okay. It's that old coming back to your team syndrome, and it either going to have the absolute worldy or have an absolute mare. I think the first goal is very, very important today, and I hope we get it. What's your prediction, Paul?
1: Well, I uh, predicted the other night three-one, and then oh, I read, yeah, Then I read in the paper that our mate Matts uh, said that on the YEP jury. Was oh, he? Yeah, and then you've said it, Crikey. so I'm going to stick with it and have a bet. And there's absolutely no chance it's going to be three-one. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, might as well stick with it. They can't can't go f- flip-flopping around now out there and word uh excited. I'm excited because uh, Sunday was such a unevent and I know you your word was embarrassed but so like, this is this is what we're here for really isn't it? These are the, the yeah, the fixtures that we need to be that we've identified as going out playing imposing our kind of style, watching Luke Hale pick the ball up and doing those silly runs through the middle of the field. Look at Bamford trying to latch onto things, Cooper pinging but balls across diagonals that are looking like they're going to no one. Rafinha picking it up with his beautiful touch. Uh, Old pillow foot on the other side, Jack Harrison having a barnstormer and Rodrigo cutting in off the left and pinging him in. We've got everything. I haven't even mentioned Matthias Cliff being in, so I'm well excited.
0: Well, my word is confidence. Uh, I want some of your confidence and I hope that Kiko has some confidence and has a good performance. Leeds need a big confident display today.
1: It's true, two 3-0 defeats in 2021 doesn't make for good reading on paper, but I don't think it, it... Obviously, it doesn't tell the whole story. So let's go and add a new chapter right now. Speak to you after this. Right, well, don't gamble, kids, because uh, it was not 3-1. The one, the one bit was right. That was for them. We never got going, did we?
0: No, there was a distinct lack like, of quality there today. Why do you think it is? A lot of people have bleated on saying that the pitch was in a horrible state, which evidently it was. But Brighton played on the same pitch and they played well. It annoys me when commentators say they did a job on us, but they, they certainly did that, especially in the second half. I thought in the first half they outleads us, which is worrying. uh
1: I feel, I feel the same. I feel um it, it was fairly even in those early goings. So I want much doing. I do. I do think the pitch had an influence, but we we know that and. Uh, We've had enough time to prepare for that and to th- think of ways around it. Their goal was just really poor defensively. It was just really poor. Ailing left him. If you've stood at the back of the stick and stick with literally no one around you, it's inexcusable. And then you're playing, and this is what we found in the Premier League. We're, we're sat doing the same podcast as we've done before against Wolves, against Leicester, against... All the teams that have beaten us in that kind of way, once they've got uh, their noses in front, they know that they can close ranks and we're going to struggle. And today, and it's not—it's not just the pitch, but you know, we've we've finished the game again. When you're taking Rodrigo off and bringing Tyler Roberts on, this is no disrespect for Tyler Roberts, but we've spent big money on on Rodrigo, and he's shown glimpses at times. But when they, the the commentator said it's a like-for-like substitution, I thought it. It really ought not to be.
0: Yeah, you know what, be fair to Tyler, I thought he did well when he came on.
1: Well, he's either putting himself in the shop window or or he's got a point to prove. It's it's both of those things, isn't it? Tyler Roberts, if he wants to be having uh, more of an impact as a Premier League player at Leeds United, had to make an impact today.
0: The thing for me is we didn't actually look like scoring. I thought the endeavour in the last... 15 minutes, 20 minutes was really good. There was a lot of huffing and puffing and the effort was definitely there, but it was just, as I say, a big lack of quality today, which is really disappointing. We desperately missed Calvin Phillips, desperately.
1: We did, but but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Aston Villa game, we didn't have Calvin Phillips in there either and we st- struck through it and then in the second half, he took strike off, didn't he? Early doors for getting booked in that game. Yeah. Yep, and we yep. ended up pushing, uh, I suppose it was pushing click further back. But we we looked free-flowing. And uh, one of the stats that the commentator said was that we had more shots against Tottenham than we did in our 5-0 win against West Brom. And today we just we just had nothing.
0: It's a completely different game. I said it in the pre-match that whoever scores first is a massive, massive goal. It turned out it was because it was the only one. But that chance in after six minutes for Rodrigo, yeah. If he actually gambles on that and puts that in, would we have got going? I don't know. Would it have been a bit more of a ding-dong? I mean, they set up with five at the back and it's it's sad that we're going to see the return of the Ben White man of the match, isn't it?
1: Do you, uh, have Sky given it to Ben White? I turned nope. it off. I just felt I, I felt it was inevitable that he was going to give it to Ben White just uh, for how, how it was shaping up. But uh, yeah, it just wasn't good. We didn't look like sorry, and You're absolutely right. That three games uh, in a row that we've we've drawn blank now just how concerning is that for you andy
0: not too bad i think i think we'll we'll bounce back we're, we're a very good attacking team we create lots of chances today it just did not click for whatever reason it was
1: no idea do you think that had there been a crowd there we could have made any difference in the how many games have we failed to get going, stayed failed to get going and flattened and, and never shown anything? Is it different in these behind closed door games when there isn't someone running yeah. here or putting the, putting the uh, frighteners up the uh, defending teams they, they they didn't look to be under any pressure. Really. It looked it looked easy for Brighton. I, d- I was never concerned for them.
0: No, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I, I think if the crowd had been there, they'd have been bricking it because, They've thrown the most points away, they were saying on Sky, weren't they? And they've not won yeah. an hour long and done that. If we're in there giving them hell and ging up the lads, those are the kind of things that turn for you on a little crappy day when there's a crappy pitch, you mm. um, know? Yeah, we'd, we would have made a bit of an impact and a bit of a difference. I'd, I'd definitely think that.
1: Rob Green said that, that this, that historically the pitch has always done this at Ellen Road because of the tall stands uh, the and, and the way it shields the pitch from, creates a bowl for the elements or something ridiculous. Um, I've always thought we've done really well to k- maintain a decent pitch.
0: Yeah, I did. I had no idea about that. Guy's Have we shifted
1: groundsman or what? Like, I no, know there's no episodes, but...
0: It's that same low crack like Kyle who does a cracking job. It's him. I don't know. But Angus Caneer's come out and said they're going to get a new pitch, aren't they? A new shiny Dan one.
1: We're going to need it. Going to need it if we're going to play like this. But, you know, overall... It, it, it was disappointing and it never felt like it was going to get going. I'd kind of made my peace with 1-0 about... I made my peace. I mean, I accepted the fact that it just didn't look like it was going to happen Very, probably in the first half. We, we really didn't get going.
0: No. Uh, there's a couple of chances that we kind of had when Jack Harrison just spooned one just wide. But it was just one of them on it today. It, it were bloody annoying
1: yeah I think we have to chalk it down to one of them so um, I think in a 1-0 defeat where they've scored in the only moment of quality of the game and then been able to easily defend as we haven't created much it's difficult to have too much more to add to this isn't it
0: Uh, yeah I think we should have a little word on Kiko
1: yeah he was he dominated our pre-match discussion didn't do much wrong for me he
0: didn't really have much to do did he that's the thing. <laughs> no, yeah, he, uh, he really didn't have too much to do, and when he did, he tried his best. Bless him to make an error, um,
1: <laughs> but he did all right. He, he I think did. that was for his. I think that was for his haters. I think he did it, that deliberately. He had a right grin on after he uh, caught it the second time. Do
0: you know what he? He did everything that was asked of him. And that's all you can ask. So uh, fair play, Kiko. So is Kiko your man of the match
1: then? Uh, no, Kiko's not my man of the match. It's hard to pick a Leeds man of the match. Um, You're giving it Ben White, aren't you? You can't give it to Ben White. He played for them.
0: I'm going to revert to type and give it to Stuart Dallas. I thought Alioski also played well, but yeah, I thought Dallas just looked assured in each position he had. He looked like he was trying to get some little runs behind, trying to make the make them think about and make a mistake. But again, it was, even everybody was off. There was no power today, was there? There was no, like, magic. Probably will tell you
1: where saw a bit of power. Pablo Pascal was... strikes, passing, he was firing it at people. I don't. He, he just looked to be trying too hard. Yeah, he
0: he, he didn't have the best game today, did he? Um, I'll tell you one bit that did, like, baffle me was that, that Adam Webster for them, when yeah. he just absolutely, when he had that shot and he just motored through the team, you're thinking, oh, the bloody hell's it. You're he, like, it was like watching Sheffield United from a couple of years ago where the centre-halves was pillock it all the way straight down the middle with no one challenging him.
1: Well, Ben White did that once, and I just shut my Like Ben White had two shots today. I've seen him have one shot ever, and he put it in top bins.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember
1: what... any other. And yeah, I've watched we... a bit of Brighton this season as well, and I haven't seen it. So. You know what
0: we also missed today was just a bit of smart play. Like there's times you're thinking, just check the foul. Just check him out. Yeah. Everything would Ben White did, it, me thinking, just take him down.
1: Yeah, they, they yeah, um, he yeah, let him go, didn't he? And I think uh, it was, it was, uh, it was just one of them days, and we got done. And as long as we stay up, we're, again, I'll, I'll always say this: these are the kind of games that we're going to have to learn from if we want to progress hopefully we will stay up. Hopefully we've already got enough to be thinking about, like people say 34 points is the lowest ever. What's that? Another nine points, another three wins, three or four wins out of this bunch of fixtures, but you don't want to be losing to teams below you like that. Yeah, no, like no. You know, I, I say it's at home. It's whatever the hell this behind closed doors garbage is. Home fix, if that was, if we were walking out of that ground now and we just lost one nil to a relegation rival or essentially a team below us, would be devastated. So it's, um, and th- that's what their third win or something this season. They're not, they just did us. They did us. Yeah. So, um,
0: I stand I'm by like my building. thing that, I stand by my point in first half that Potter Ball's and myth. They had that one little bit of quality that they had in the which they scored from, but let's, without sounding too harsh, that was, for me, our player of the season, making a mistake. Well like, yeah. that's that, that's you know yeah, yeah. nine, at, no, nine out of ten times that doesn't happen. So even though that little bit of quality there, it were rest of it were a bit guff from them. Have well, you got a man of the match?
1: I'll, yeah, I'll split the difference with Yago Alioski again, like last week because uh, like he is putting a shift in. He I think for him we're still getting an almost maximum output without obviously being in a position where he could uh, shoot that that ball across. In the first, like, I when he got a ball down in that corner, I expected him to spoon it. I thought it was one of those shanky spoons over into over the top and behind. And he put in an absolute peach. And that, that actually on the in the what six minute was our, our best moment of the game creatively yeah. and and nothing. And that was the peak of it. So I'm going to go Alioski and I'm willing to move on. Uh, what's, what's your word then? Go on. Well, my word uh, is gap. Because there's still a decent gap between us and them, and there's a big gap between now and the next fixture. Although Ralph Tyler, as I believe he may or may not be called, put the uh, wind up me the other day by suggesting that he believes that they could, we might still have to play Southampton this week if, for whatever reason, uh, the uh, their game against whoever they're playing gets... Uh, Shrewsbury. Have I made that? Up? No, Who are they, they play playing? Yeah. Shrewsbury. If that gets if that gets called off, then then they reckon they'll like grab leads and get them in headlock and get them to do that so our next game is is newcastle away which is another another that, tuesday the 26th of january we've got 10 days mate um now because we're uh elected not to compete in the fa cup so yeah gap we've got a little gap there's a lot to work on they've got the full squad there they can get together work on a few things we'll have a better pitch up at st james's i guarantee you that by the looks of it so um yeah it's time. It's time to reflect and crack on. I think, other than Southampton, because of the fact that it's been postponed, we've now we've now played all our fixtures. We've played everyone once. As it stands, we're we're twelfth, and we're on one point behind Arsenal, playing having played the same amount of games. We're uh, level one points with Crystal Palace. We're we're six points ahead of Brighton. It was a it was a big game. It was a big game, and it's a a, a rubbish one to lose. But we're uh, 11 points ahead of uh, Fulham. Admittedly, you have got two games in hand, but one of them's against Chelsea tonight. It's um, it's not a bad first half of the season, is it?
0: No, I'd have probably snapped your hand off at the start of the season for it. But right now, I'm, with my word, it's just disappointed.
1: I understand that, mate. And uh, let's hope that by the time we get around to 10 days' time when we're talking about the game up at St James's Park, that we can... Uh, make you a grinner
0: that's it mate I I hope so because you know I'm a bloody awful loser
1: right well thanks for listening Um, not if you have listened because uh, obviously if you've listened if you're sat and listened to to our podcast after sitting and watching that then fair play to you enjoy your 10 days off recoup regroup like we're going to do and we'll be back after if we're not back before we'll be back after the Newcastle game with some positivity for you hopefully
0: Podcast Network.